0: Gracias. bring the world to obedience you should bring the world to surrender through your obedience that is who you are in case you don't know if you're a child of god you are light you are light you are salt and you should be doing what god wants you to do there is no time to procrastinate there is no time to procrastinate there is no time to be pushing responsibility you are eating. in. It is time you get up. We bring order. We bring fire. We bring light to a dark generation. We bring judgment. We bring justice. We bring truth to a lost generation. We are called out. We are chosen. We are kings. We are priests. After the order of David. You will rule. Rain with Jesus, that is who you are. You need to know who you are. The world will not wait for you. You need to know who you are. You need to understand who you are. You need to ascend the mountain of the Lord. And you come by the blood, you come by the word.
1: You come you hear what by the word. She said, You need to know you who know world you world are. You Shabbat you we thank you, Lord. We give you glory, God. We you magnify you on this morning. you, God. This is the day that We are rejoicing. We are being glad
0: therein.
1: So, Lord, we we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. We magnify your name. We glorify your name we thank you lord god forgive us oh god of anything oh god that we may have done today holy spirit speak to us in your word just live as the lord will speak to us in the book of ezekiel so lord god we thank you oh god that we're living life leaving life more abundantly in the mighty name of jesus god god we praise you we magnify you we glorify you my god my god that's your answer. We
0: ascend. Pray in
1: your heavenly language, mountain of the Lord. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We magnify you, oh God. We glorify you, Son. We thank you, Jesus. This is the mountain of the Lord. Roria masi shebebebebebebebeboosia.
0: Shari the oh.
1: Sharia na 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 na
0: na 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 the of the Lord. We give
1: you the glory, God. we hey! magnify
0: o Lorde, a nossa e a santa sata.
1: Glória a mais que be. Daliana. Rosia la loro rosa Oh.
0: Oh, va si cariama shaya. Glória a mais que. Glória a mais, Maria
1: Jesus, we give you glory. We give you praise. Aliyah, Nana, You are glorious, you are glorious, you are glorious, you are glorious, you, glorious. you, glorious. you, glorious. you glorious.
0: Oh, Shia Mataya, Mama Jesus,
1: Aliyah, Nana, 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 Nana,
0: thank you, Jesus. We thank you, the fire, my Shiva, Bhusha, na We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank O Masih, Arya 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 Masih,
1: us i you glory. we magnify god. the lord. lord hallelujah we magnify his name amen we glorify his name hallelujah let's just praise his name amen glory to god amen we welcome you sword international outreach network this is our sunday service and we are just honored to be here amen hallelujah and we just thank the lord and we just want to say you are welcome amen you are truly welcome. Hallelujah. You're welcome to join us on this morning in person and mind. And those that are listening online and all through the podcast, may God bless you. You are welcome. God bless you. May the Lord God keep you in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, have your
0: way, have your way, have your way. You are welcome, you are welcome. Hallelujah, you are welcome. Yes, you are welcome.
1: Hallelujah, you're welcome, you're welcome, you're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, you're welcome. Yes, Lord, you're welcome, you're welcome we give you the praise we thank you lord oh have your way have your way have your way god oh we welcome you holy spirit you're welcome you're welcome oh you're welcome you're welcome hallelujah
0: oh we give you the praise oh I am welcome. Thank you, Lord. You're welcome, you're welcome.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Hallelujah. You're welcome on this morning. We thank God for your life. Amen. Well. Have your way, have your way, have your way, hallelujah, we thank the Lord you are welcome again in the house of the Lord on this morning, hallelujah, we just bless his holy name, we thank God for who he is and what he's doing in our lives, amen, and I know we don't take nothing for granted, because anytime God shows up, We definitely got to make sure that we welcome him in this place. Hallelujah. Amen. And glory to God. And we just want to just say, let's just call on him on this morning. Amen. When we call on the Lord, there's something about when we say Yahweh. When we call on Yahweh, Jesus, hallelujah, he does something in our life. Hallelujah. So let's just call on Yahweh. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, we thank you Lord, she am on time, hallelujah,
0: hallelujah, hallelujah.
1: We thank you, Lord. We lift Him high, Jesus. We're calling on you this morning. We thank you for showing up in our midst, Amen. We thank you for being in our lives, Hallelujah. We lifting up Yahweh. We lifting up our Lord Jesus Christ on this morning. No other name but the name of Jesus. It's something about lifting up His name. It's something about glorifying His name. Huh? Let's lift up, Yahweh. Let's lift him up to the most high. Hallelujah. We glorify you, Lord. Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. Yahweh, my love. We lift you higher. We lift you up, Yahweh, Yahweh. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on, he's Lord. He's Lord my Thank you, Lord.
0: Thank you will the name of
1: Jesus. Yahweh, Yahweh, we lift up Yahweh. Shekha basa, she my Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh mata. Oh, we lift you up, my God. Hallelujah. Yahweh, 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 Yahweh. Hallelujah, we give God the glory.
0: Hallelujah,
1: Hallelujah, Hallelujah, we lift up His name. Hallelujah, we thank You, Lord Yahweh, Yahweh. Oh yes, Lord, oh, thank You, Jesus. We lift up Your name, my God. We
0: lift You up.
1: Oh, we. Lift by your name
0: Jesus
1: Yahweh Yahweh Yahweh. Oh, Yahweh we lift you oh we lift you higher Yahweh Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. oh yes Lord we lift you up oh Yahweh 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 oh we lift you up we magnify you, God. We glorify you on this morning. We don't take it for granted, oh God. So we call on Yahweh Hamashua. Yahweh Hamashua. Yahweh Hamashua. Oh, we lift up your name, Jesus. We glorify you. Oh, we magnify your name. Sharia Masi glory my son oh Lord touch your people's heart Lord let them have the love and the fire desire to serve you God like never before God let them run after you God like never before Jesus oh Jesus touch their hearts God touch their hearts God touch their hearts God Oh, touch your hearts, God. Let them have the fire that's burning up in the inside of them to run, to reverence, to magnify you, to work for you, oh God, to do your will. Jesus, let the fire of God just come up in them, oh God, like never before. Glory I see, let them submit, oh God, to you. Let them reverence you, Yahweh, 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 Yahweh. Let them come to you, Father. Oh, oh,
0: Yahweh! Shabbat Yah
1: oh, oh, lift up the stain! Mm-hmm. Lift up the name of Yahweh! Oh. Lift up the stain! Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We lift you up, oh God. Amen. We glorify you. Hallelujah. Let's give God some praise. Hallelujah. Let's glorify his name. Hallelujah. Amen. And glory to God. We're going to move right into our biblical studies. Amen. Our logos class, the word of God for our Sunday service. Amen. We thank God for your life. We're still in the book of Ezekiel. We've been going through the chapters and we've been trying to stay on point those that's been following us. We have done chapters 5, 6, and 7 on our biblical study um, on Thursday. So now we're in 8. So what we're going to do is that we're going to read chapters 8, 9, and 10. And then we're going to rightfully divide the word of God through each chapter. So we're gonna start out first with chapter eight. We welcome everybody, SOAR International Outreach Network. I am Lady Apostle. God bless you. Please come and join us. Amen. We're here live in the building in person. So you could come out and join us this morning. Hallelujah. And those that are listening, may God bless you. And we're we don't take it for granted that you're showing up. Hallelujah on this morning. So we already know in the book of Ezekiel what the Lord has done and what he is doing through the great man of God and those that's been following us, we've been breaking down what God's warning of judgment was against the sin of Israel and Judah and the Lord God began to use Ezekiel to speak to the people. He sent him to a rebellious people. We said how the Lord God sends us to those that he knows that how or what we can handle. So he does not send us out there on assignment just by chance, but definitely um, a guarantee in fulfilling what he needs to fulfill as long as we stay in the vision and on the path that he leads us on and not detour from it. Trying to do our own thing after we have been put on assignment. And I believe Ezekiel was right there. Even though he suffered a great loss. Amen. And him obeying the Lord. He suffered not only in his body. But he also suffered losing his wife. Because sleeping on one side for 390 days. And then sleeping on another side hallelujah Reach for yeah sleeping on one side what was it yes sleeping on one side 390 days and then sleeping on another side for a total of i believe uh let's let's get the right numbers amen hallelujah hallelujah we give god the glory we welcome everybody and thank you for joining us amen again dear heavenly father decrease me that you may um, decrease me that you may increase. And give me the words to say in the mighty name of Jesus, amen. And Lord God, we just thank you for allowing us to hear your word one more time. So again, um, I was correct. He laid on his left side for 390 days and then left laid on his right side for another 40 days. Amen. So that was definitely something dealing with this body because we know that laying on one side for, soul, for a period of time can bring cramps in our body. But God is able, especially when he gives us a direction. Amen. So let's go ahead and listen um, to the word, amen, of God. Amen. As he begins to read to us, hallelujah, let me silence everything because we don't want any distractions, amen, as we're speaking and studying God's word, amen. We're going to go ahead and read chapter 8 in the book of Ezekiel. So I need for those you win today i just want somebody to know you win you win amen not you will or shall. even though anytime we see shall, we know it's already done but you win mean that it's your battle the battle is already over amen so you win hallelujah you win hallelujah so that's what the enemy has been defeated on this morning because you win You win, sister. You win, brother. Amen? You win. That's right. You win. That's the word for today. You win. It's already done. The battle is already over. Amen? You win. And I know we say, well, we won because that means that it's already been accomplished, right? But we're going to just say, you win. Amen? You win. Hallelujah. So so let's go ahead and read chapter 8 in the book of Ezekiel. Amen. Those that are with me, please turn to your Bibles and get your notepads ready as we go and read. Amen. Thank you. Ezekiel 8, and it came to pass in the sixth year, in the sixth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I sat in mine house, and the elders of Judah sat before me, that the hand of the Lord God fell there upon me. And I
2: beheld in lo, a likeness as the appearance of fire, from the appearance of his loins even downward of fire, and from his loins even upward as the appearance of brightness as the color of amber. And he put forth the form of an hand, and took me by a lock of mine head, and the Spirit lifted me up between the earth and the heaven, and brought me in the visions of God to Jerusalem, to the door of the inner gate, that looking toward the north. Where was the seat of the image of jealousy, which provoketh to jealousy? And behold, the glory of the God of Israel was there, according to the vision that I saw in the plain. Then said he unto me, Son of man, lift up thine eyes now the way toward the north. So I lifted up mine eyes the way toward the north. And behold, northward at the gate of the altar, this image of jealousy in the entry. He said furthermore unto me, Son of man, seest thou what they do? Even the great abominations that the house of Israel committeth here, that I should go far off from my sanctuary? But turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations. And he brought me to the door of the court, and when I looked, behold, a hole in the wall. Then said he unto me, Son of man, dig now in the wall. And when I had digged in the wall, behold, a door. And he said unto me, Go in. And behold the wicked abominations that they do here. So I went in and saw, and behold, every form of creeping things and abominable beasts and all the idols of the house of Israel portrayed upon the wall round about. And there stood before them seventy men of the ancients of the house of Israel. And in the midst of them stood Jaazaniah, the son of Shaphan, with every man his censer in his hand. And a thick cloud of incense went up. Then said he unto me, Son of man, Hast thou seen what the ancients of the house of Israel do in the dark, having man in the chambers of his imagery? For they say, The Lord seeth us not, the Lord hath forsaken the earth. He said also unto me, Turn thee yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations that they do. And he brought me to the door of the gate of the Lord's house, which was toward the north, and behold, there sat women weeping for Tamaz. Then said he unto me, Hast thou seen this, O son of man? Turn me ye yet again, and thou shalt see greater abominations than these. Jesus. And he brought me into the inner court of the Lord's house, and behold, at the door of the temple of the Lord, between the porch and the altar, were about five and twenty men, with their backs toward the temple of the Lord, and their faces toward the east, and they worshipped the sun toward the east. Jesus. Then he said unto me, Hast thou seen this, O son of man? Hey. Is it a light thing to the house of Judah that they commit the abominations which they commit here? For they have filled the land with violence and have returned to provoke me to anger, and lo, Jesus. they put the branch to their nose. Therefore will I also deal in fury. Jesus. Mine eye shall not spare, neither will I have pity, and though they cry in my ears with a loud voice, yet will I not hear them. Chapter nine,
1: Ezekiel nine. He cried also. Amen. So let's go ahead and break down, amen, hallelujah. Chapter eight, because this is going to be very meaty, and I don't want to just bring it all in just yet with reading all the chapters at once, because I want us to rightfully go through each chapter. But first of all, those that have not been following us, the book of Ezekiel amen Ham um, is a great book and even today we are living in these times amen because the same type of worshiping other idols that was going on when god gave ezekiel the direction again that was the direction because he didn't just tell him to look but he said to dig a hole in the wall but before he was able to dig a hole in the wall he had to be able to hear god Because remember, he was among them. So anytime that you are among something, sometimes our hearing can be affected because we're in it. And sometimes we can miss it. So that's why he had to take him up into the spirit so that he can see what was going on, even in the midst of who he was, um, the the people who he, he was with. So um the book of Ezekiel really div- is div- divided into two major parts. It is a message to of judgment and then it's a message of restoration. So the first 32 chapters of the book of Ezekiel would be directing us um to a message of judgment, God's judgment against Judah and Israel. Amen. But then when we Go over to the book of Ezekiel, chapters 33 to 48. God begins to what? Restore, reconcile them back to him. But there were many that did not make it to their restoration because a lot of them died. A lot of them died because of what? Their seeing their iniquity, them not having an ear to hear the spirit of God that was speaking through the man of God. You know, God can send somebody in our life to speak to us, but because sometimes we are so familiar with the people, we miss God, and we're constantly praying and fasting and saying lord why have why have you forsaken me? Why haven't you answered me when He have already sent that man or woman of God, even a child to you, but you still Did not hear what the Spirit of the Lord was saying. So at the end of the day, God had Ezekiel deal with a great deal of drama. He was sent to a rebellious people. Anytime you're sent to those that rebel, not only against laws and regulations, but God, that's not going to be an easy task. Because if somebody is rebelling against God, They're definitely not going to hear you. I don't care how well you prophesy. I don't care how well you speak and how much money you have. They're not going to hear you. Now, you may catch their attention just for a moment because there's always a motive behind why they're probably just still there. But once they receive whatever it is, some go back to their vomit. Some go back to doing what they're not supposed to do. But God gave Ezekiel not only symbolisms, but he gave him also directions to see what was to come. Amen. So Ezekiel had to act out the truth of God through the symbolic um, signs and wonders and miracles that God began to reveal before him. So he had to Act out the realities of what was happening in the midst of God still being angry at Israel and Judah. We're in that same situation today. Even though God has showed us maybe where we're going or where somebody else is going but we still see them going back to their own vomit or we still see them rebelling against God and even not just those that may not be saved but those that are so called saved those that are even called leaders is still rebelling against God because we have read chapter 8 and these was not people that was just regular lay members but these were come on priests and Levites these were Men of God that people went to in order for their sins to be forgiven. But behind closed doors, my God, all these things was happening. So for all of those that have not been listening or been following us, God gave Ezekiel a vision, a vision of a chariot, a throne of God. He also gave him a vision of four living creatures, amen. He gave gave him a vision, amen, of their faces. Glory to God. But Ezekiel was deployed out in the second deportation, amen, because prior to him was Jeremiah, amen. So Jeremiah, we know he was a weeping prophet, but Ezekiel was a prophet of hope because God wanted to restore his people. And then after Ezekiel, Daniel was a prophet of what? Nations. But Ezekiel's main focus was upon the land, when Daniel's focus was what upon the nation. Amen. He was prophesying to the Jews. Amen. He was prophesying to Israel to Judah. Amen. And even in that, he even um, 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 saw a, a temple. Amen. He had a vision of a temple being what rebuilt. That was the restoration that comes in chapters 33 and 48 remember because god always will come and try to restore his people god is not a god that wants his people to 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 live without so now that we're reading god's judgment against his own people we would think how could that be god god is a god of love but god is also as a god of obedience in in, in, in obedience we must listen to the voice of god we could not continue to keep on rebelling against god and what god is telling us to do so god will send his judgment so that we will get it not because he don't love us he said he chastised those that he wouldn't love so god wants to turn them away from the judgment The things that they're doing, he's judging them on. Idolatry. They're following the temple. Breaking the Sabbath. Not obeying his laws and decrees. Wickedness that was going on. Bloodshed. Violence. Not listening to God. Just a rebellious house. You know, people come and hear God when they're in need and they want something, but once the need is met, you never see them again. Or they always have so many excuses why they can't come or why they can't do this or why they can't do that or many may get offended because the truth has went forth we don't want the truth anymore we want to feel good we just want a feel good message we just want a message that we're gonna say hallelujah praise god instead of getting messages gonna say ouch we need some ouch messages that's another word right there ouch that's a message we need today not just a message that's going to make people just feel good, but an ouch message to deal with the sin that we are dealing in because of us being rebellious. Amen. We're all sinful by nature. We know that, but we also have the ability to do right. When we know the stove is hot, we don't touch it because we know that if we touch it, the consequence is that we're going to what, be burned, meaning that we're going to be have some deformed. We're going to be deformed in some way because our hand or our fingers is not going to be the same until the healing process come. But at the same time, judgment had to come first in order for the people to really see God. Because God has been repeatedly over and over and over warning them. Look, he sent the prophet, um, hallelujah, before him, Jeremiah. Jeremiah wept and cried out for god's people he wanted god's people to get it right he wanted god's people to have what was to come to them he knew the anger of god that would come upon the people and he loved god's people so much that he did not want that anger to come against god's people but god was tired of a rebellious people god is tired of us being rebellious we need to Come to our senses and quit rebelling against God. Because at the end of the day, the Bible reminds us as we keep going forward, as we go down in Ezekiel 20, I don't want to go too far, but I want to read Ezekiel 20 and 22. It says, but I withdrew my hand and acted for sake of my name that shall be to be famed in the sight of the nations in whose sight I have brought them out. So this right here lets us know that the judgment of God was not going to be Forever. God just wanted to warn them. He wanted to warn them. That's why he gave Ezekiel this vision in chapter 8. We know the number 8 means new beginning. God was showing him, look, I'm showing you what's going on behind this wall. But at the very end of it, if they hear my voice, and if they obey you through me, I will restore them. But let me show you what these men and women of god is doing behind closed doors you know a lot of times we see people and we think that everything is just so perfect but look what he said he said that when he told him he said first of all he took him up in the spirit he says and the spirit lifted me up between earth and heaven and brought me in the vision of god of jerusalem to the door of the gate of the inner court meaning the church, not just the brick and mortar, but the church in us. You don't have to be in the church building the brick and mortar, to see the rebellion of God's people. You can just be in the spirit and God can show you many things, not to gossip, not to sow discord, not to tear down somebody's character or integrity, but maybe God is showing you to pray for them. Just like Jeremiah was a weeping prophet. He weeped for God's people, just like Ezekiel was a prophet to go out to tell them what God is saying because his, he, he wanted to make sure that the people was restored back to God. Amen. It was a rebellious house, but Ezekiel was among them. He was in captivity, so he knew their ways. He knew how they walked, but not maybe how the leaders walked because leaders was not probably mingling with, just those captives the old that was in bondage so this right here is definitely a surprise because you would think leaders would have more sense but he said i'm going to take you up in the spirit he lifted him up and then he said the door the gate of the intercourse looked towards the north where the sea of the image was and then after he told him to do that he said son of man lift up their eyes now the way towards the north so he he gave him direction, saying, "Okay, look northward." Amen. He said, "A gate of altar, this image of jealousy and the injury." He said to me, "Son of man, now see that do even the great abominations the house of Israel do commit here that I should go far off from my sanctuary." Amen. Then he goes down and he brought him into the door of the courts. Come on, we're talking about the inner and the outer courts. These, are, this is the holiest of holies. This is a place of worship. This is a place. We're supposed to be sacred, a place where we reverence and respect the true and living God. But these are the things that were going on. And he told him, he said, okay, I need you to dig a hole in the wall. But see, the thing was, Ezekiel had to first see the vision of abomination in Jerusalem. Amen. See, a time frame is given for this vision. Amen. It was the sixth year, sixth month, and fifth day. So, hallelujah, God gave a specific day and time and month. Amen. He saw this. Amen. So, it, it, it was something that God wanted him to see. Hallelujah. But remember, during this time, Ezekiel was commanded to lay upon his left side for 390 days and upon his right side for 40 days. So, that was a total of, what, 430 days. So, this was in between that time. He was doing a direction, but the people of God were still sinning. Amen. So Ezekiel spent seven days in a state of being overwhelmed. Remember when he got to the river of Shabar, amen, after seeing that vision of God when we read in chapter three. Amen. So now that we're coming from chapter one to chapter eight, amen, we're about 437 days. So that was seven more days added on to the 430 days. So about 437 days. Amen. But the elders have come to Ezekiel, the prophet, fulfilling God's command to lay on his right staff for 40 days. So just imagine the men of God telling you also a direction when they're going to be doing all these things that are idols, idolizing things outside of God. Amen. So the elders are um, was in Ezekiel's presence. Amen. And the Lord appealed to Ezekiel in an appearance of brightness, like a glowing metal. And a hand came forth and took Ezekiel by his hair, spinning um, him up, bring him between what? The heaven and the earth. And it carried him to what? The temple of Je- um, Jehovah in Jerusalem. And upon there, he saw two things. He saw the glory of Jehovah. Amen. But then he saw the image of what? Jealousy, which provokes to jealousy. Amen. So the image of jealousy was likely an image of thou. Amen. Or Asher, which are still gods, not of God. But Manasseh had placed such an image in the temple of Jehovah. Because when you read over in Second Kings chapter 21 and Second Chronicles 33 and 7, That helps you have an understanding on what I'm talking about. Even though Josiah was responsible for much religious reform. Because when you read over in the 2nd Kings coming out of chapter 21 to chapter 22. That lets us know. But the influential work of Manasseh had already infiltrated the minds of God's people. Leaving a permanent scar of lust. Remember it's very vital on what we say. Because if we're saying something that is not good, it can set in the mind of people. But at the same time, he still told him, look to the north. So the Lord asked Ezekiel, see what they do. So just imagine, hallelujah, just imagine, hallelujah, these elders coming before Ezekiel. And then the Lord taking him up in the spirit. And they're talking to him and saying these things to him. And the Lord God began to show him. The images and the vision, Hallelujah, and they're idolizing, Amen, idolatry and unlawful acts of worship in this temple. Now, if the elders are in front of you, the men and women of God is in front of you, and the Lord God is showing you. Most of the time, most of us will try to go and will thus take the Lord God, blah blah blah. But we have to be very careful on how we react. When God shows us something, when God shows us something, it's not always for us to react out, especially in an outburst or something to tear down somebody's integrity or character. Even though what they're doing is not right, but there's always the right way how we handle it. So Ezekiel was not trying to handle it in that way because God was just showing him. And even though they were there, I began to show him these things amen so he saw the idolatry and unlawful acts of worship and such activities forced the Lord from his own temple away from the people and the Lord tells Ezekiel that this is not the only ungodly practice but there is even more so I know Ezekiel's is like what are you serious these are men and women of God that they come to church to park their heads are turned on right their dresses is down to their feet their ties are really nice and they're preaching the word of god and they're saying god this and god that and you're telling me idolatry is going on unlawful acts of worship but they're singing and i feel a presence it's not me it is a strange fire it's not me because when you feel me there's change when you feel me and know that I'm in a place, people are being made whole. They're not going back to their own vomit. They're not doing anything behind closed doors. They're coming to their rightful self. They're trying to reconcile their way back to me. But there's more Ezekiel. So now God shows him a vision of abomination.
2: Worshipping
1: beast. Amen. So Jehovah now caused Ezekiel to see with his eyes the sinful, idolatrous worship of Judah. Secretly, the nation of Judah had involved itself in every form of idolatry. Pictures of beasts and pagan gods were painted upon the walls in worship. Amen. So even here, the 70 elders would be a representation of the whole Judah. So what Judah did in the dark God shined and exposed them in the light of their sin. See, we can do all these things in the dark. We can go behind all these closed doors in the dark. But at the end of the day, if the Lord God, He will expose everything. So we only can get away with things so long. You know, that's why it doesn't matter what you hide from me or hide from them. God sees everything. God is everywhere. So we need to make sure that we are trying to do our best and do right in the eyes of God. And they deny. Amen. The Lord, I'm not missing, and I'm not presence by saying, Jehovah see us not. What? The prophet Isaiah said, woe unto them that hide deep their counsel from Jehovah and whose works are in the dark. And that say who sees us? and who know us that's what Isaiah said in chapter 29 but also Jeremiah proclaimed the Lord does see and know all things that sinful man does that's what he said in Jeremiah 23 see we can hide from people but we can't hide from God it is not hallelujah something that we should even think about in our mind to do but when God began to show Ezekiel the visions of abomination, this ain't just sin. Come on now, abomination sticks to the nostril of God. This is lead to death. At least with sin, we have an opportunity of repentance and trying to come back to God. But Ezekiel remains in a spirit state. Amen. After he is shown now the third sin of Judah. So while the men of Judah they're worshiping beasts and other pagans really entities because gods and pagans and things like that are their own entities it's like when you register your entity your business your business is what your trademark your name of who you are what you do your brand of what you're marketing of who you are this is what they were doing they were marketing their gods they were marketing other pagans they were marketing other gods that was not god then the women that were crying you would think oh they you know women we are so emotional so when we're in church we're crying unto the lord oh lord oh lord and we're thinking that we're crying unto our true and living god but these women they were weeping for tamenest of fertility god those that could not believe god just for natural birth or for the womb to be open but god says that he would give us what the fruit of our womb but they could not believe that because they were worshiping and weeping for a pagan god tamnus amen hallelujah which was a god amen so at the end of the day, it was like, you know, a goddess like Venus, those are goddess. They're not God. They are, they are pagans, their own entities. They are, they are not God. Amen. Hallelujah. But you would think, you would think like, oh my God, they're crying. Like, oh, you know, when we we so emotional? Amen you just think oh they're crying out for god's people oh she just loves god and he was crying out for other gods and sometimes it's not just uh, fertility gods it can also be for other things that is not of god hallelujah what about vain glory you know women some can be so vain all they care about is just their outer beauty. All they care about is just things and how they look before people. So they transform who they are and they change their body parts and do this and do that. And I'm not here to judge anybody. But we must be grateful how God creates us. We must be grateful what how God make us to be. I know some of us may not like some how we're, but you know, I think we all grew up with some type of a way that we felt about ourselves some type of you know where we wasn't happy with ourselves you know until i understood black was beautiful back in my younger years because i was named it was name calling, so i was bullied hallelujah i didn't know what bullying was now they have made it known that bullying is dangerous because people take their lives because of feeling rejected abandoned and picked on but thank god that god was with me amen so i understand about that but i thank god that god allowed me to be me i didn't have to change anything to be me he just allowed me to grow into me we must grow into ourselves who god have us to be amen but ezekiel kept Seeing the visions of abomination, not just in Judah, but he also saw it in Jerusalem. He saw them worship the sun. Come on, the priests. Now, did you see the made the homemade sun that China made? That's not even the real sun. And some of us are so amazed, like, ah, and we're watching it. We're watching it, sunset, sunrise. That's not God. That is created by man. That is not God. God created the heavens and the earth. God created the sun, the moon, the stars. That's why he had it come up at a certain time of day and morning. But they have created something, and we're so amazed, and we can't wait until it comes up that is a god you're waiting for a god and that's not god so you're worshiping another god that is a form of idolatry and god is not happy with that and you're wondering why you're suffering you wonder why you're struggling you wonder why your children or your marriage is on the bricks look what you're worshiping what are you worshiping Are you worshiping your jobs? Are you putting more time and effort in your work than serving God? I'm not telling you to quit your jobs and just come be in church 24-7, but we should have time for God. We don't have time for God. We always say we have to work, or we try to get more hours. We need more overtime. But if you notice, every time you get more time, you get more overtime. You make a little bit more money. Guess what? Your tire go flat. Something go wrong when you can't enjoy that money. Why? Because you're putting things before God. When are you gonna come back to God? When you did not have, when you did not have God, you was there. When you did not have God, you was on time. When you, when, I mean excuse me, when you when you did not have a job, when you did not have a job, you was on time. Because God was your everything. When you when you were sick, God was your everything. When you wanted marriage, God was your everything. When you wanted children, God was your everything. When you had a scare in maybe um, losing your job or a scare in your children or your marriage or um, having a child. You was right there with God. Now that everything is okay. We come when we want. We do what we want. We don't even reverence God. We say, oh, church is the same. It's not. God is doing the same thing, but a new thing. For those that has a fire for him, those that have a hunger for him. He's not he's not the God that's going is just looking because you've been in church for a hundred years. He don't care about that. Because most of us sitting in church and ain't doing nothing. We're just it's formality. We just come so they can say, Oh, so and so was in church. So and so was in the building. Because all you is is in the building. The church ain't in you. You're just in the building. The church needs to be in you. You need to represent the church, God. You're you're gonna be that bride when He comes, when the groom comes. You're gonna be that bride. Are you gonna be a good? Are you gonna be able to represent yourself as that bride when Jesus comes? When your groom comes, you know when you're waiting and when your groom is waiting at the altar. Is he going to still be there waiting at the altar when you walk down the aisle? Or is he going to say to you, depart from me, I never knew you? Because we're worshiping other gods. We're worshiping just even, we're worshiping even our visions. God has given us a vision, right? We're so into how we want to do it and we don't move God out. God is no longer even in the vision that he gave us. Now that he put us in these brick and mortals and the people are here and this is that this is that that everything we have switched to our own vision. Why is that? We need to keep the vision that God has given us. So now Ezekiel is seeing the abominations in Jerusalem, the worship of the sun by the priests, the men of God. Those that say, oh, we're called of God. Those that prophesy the name of God. Those that sit and preach before us. Those that lay hands and come on, do all types of things in the name of the Lord. And that is what's going on today. They're prophesying in his name. They're laying hands in his name. They're calling and preaching in his name. But they're worshiping the son. They're worshiping and idolizing other gods their money is their god their 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 their, their power and prestige is their god their image is their god not in the image of god their own image so 70 elders was a representation of all the people of judah so that the 25 men in the inner court, meaning the court of the priests, they represented the whole Judah priest. Amen. So those who were supposed to be about the work of God in his temple were instead worshiping the son. Apostle, they was worshiping the son. So that's why Isaiah. Isaiah hallelujah said from the sole of their feet even into the head there is no soundness in it but wounds and bruises and fresh stripes they have not been closed neither bound up neither mortified with oil that's what isaiah said in chapter one and then they had the nerves to put the branch to the nose amen hallelujah so this represented them what rejecting god and justifying what they're doing is right justifying oh it's no it's you know it's okay to worship the son it's okay to work long it's okay to do this they're they're justifying amen they're justifying it but the lord said therefore will i also deal in wrath shall not spare neither will i have pity and though they cry in my ears with a loud voice yet will i not hear them verse 18 we're praying we're fasting all the days 40 days 40 nights nothing why because what we're putting up to our nose putting a brunch up to our nose knowing that we are worshiping other gods that's why things are not moving that's why things are not happening. Because we're doing all these things behind closed doors. But in front of people, we're holy. In front of people, oh God is good. In front of people, good all the time. But behind closed doors, doubt, unbelief, no faith, worshiping other gods. See, Jehovah is a loving God. He's kind, tender, merciful. Yes, in so many ways, and even in his throughout His Word, Amen. But He is too a God of anger and wrath when we are disobedient, when we do not hear what God is saying. He didn't just send Ezekiel. I said before jeremiah came and not only did jeremiah come to thus say the lord god to warn the people but he also weeped for them went on their behalf to say lord have mercy on them i'm just saying but at the end of the day they would not repent so what is god to do he said no he they got to know that i am god i'm god i'm the one who made the sun. i'm the one who made everything in heaven and earth not man nobody can just go create something that was already in creation and then think that they can just go worship that more than they worship me and that's what we're doing we're worshiping the other son in china We're worshiping the other robots that they're making so just in case if a man does not have a wife he can go get these robots. Ah! I don't care if it is a robot. It's still fornication. Hallelujah. I'm just saying. And for women too. They're not just making them for men. So the world is trying to feed us with more and more sin more and more abominations to keep us far away from God and we keep on taking the bait we feel like it's new technology it's a new manilium even though yes the new manilium is is part of but it's not that manilium Jesus has his own new not the world manilium but jesus christ amen so at the point of god's wrath being poured out over judah they may pray as loud as they like but guess what god was not hearing them he was not hearing them the bible just says it says listen my eyes should not spare neither have i have pity and though they cry in my ear With a loud voice, not a small voice, but a loud. You know how we get loud. Oh, God, Jesus, help us, oh Lord, help us, oh Lord. We do all that. 30 days, 40 nights we do all that I would not hear them because they are not hearing me so I don't care how much you Jesus Jesus I will not spare you neither will I have pity And neither will I hear you, says the Lord. Amen. So as they cried out even more. Amen. So let's go to chapter 9. As the man of God read chapter 9 as well. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Charge over the city to draw near, even every man with his destroyed weapon in his hand. And behold,
2: six men came from the way of the high gate which lieth toward the north, and every man a slaughter weapon in his hand. And one man among them was clothed with linen, with a writer's inkhorn by his side. And they went in, and stood beside the brazen altar. And the glory of the God of Israel was gone up from the cherub whereupon he was, to the threshold of the house. And he called to the man clothed with linen, which had the writer's inkhorn by his side. And the Lord said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh, and that cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. And to the others he said in mine hearing, Go ye after him through the city, and smite. Let not your eye spare, neither have ye pity. Slay utterly old and young, both maids and little children and women. But come not near any man upon whom is the mark, and begin at my sanctuary. Then they began at the ancient men which were before the house. And he said unto them, Defile the house, and fill the courts with the slain. Go ye forth. And they went forth and slew in the city. And it came to pass, while they were slaying them, and I was left, that I fell upon my face and cried and said, Ah, Lord God, wilt thou destroy all the residue of Israel in thy pouring out of thy fury upon Jerusalem? Then said he unto me, The iniquity of the house of Israel and Judah is exceeding great, and the land is full of blood, and the city full of perverseness. For they say, The Lord hath forsaken the earth, And the Lord seeth not. And as for me also, mine eyes shall not spare, neither will I have pity. But I will recompense their way upon their head. And behold, the man clothed with linen, which had the acorn by his side, reported the matter, saying, I have done as thou hast commanded me.
1: Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So who those who have charged over the city? Amen. It's not stated. They may be angels or they may be six men who represent the less than perfect Babylon empire. Amen. But even Jeremiah, Jeremiah went in Babylon also from the north in several occasions. See the Lord God will truly Give Judah into the hands of the Babylonians, and therefore a logical explanation to having charge over the city, meaning they were destroying weapons or slaughtering weapons. Amen. The battle axe, amen. Jeremiah states that hallelujah, Babylon was to be God's battle axe to punish the sinful people of who Judah. So along with him destroying. The men, amen, with the six destroying men was one clothed in linen, amen, with a writer's inkhorn by his side. Hallelujah. But we know here when it says here, it says, when he had that, I want to read that. It says, by his side, it says, And Jehovah said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sighed and that cry over all abominations that are done in the midst thereof. And to the others, he said in my hearing, go ye through the city after him and smite. Wow. Let not your eyes spare, neither have ye pity. Wow. You know, he had gave the same almost direction to Saul. Remember? That's when Saul rebelled against God because God had told him to go in And to kill everybody, everything, women, boy, child and girl, you know. But he what? Did the opposite. And the anointing was lifted off of him because of disobedience. Amen? So even in that, God was telling him, this is what I want you to do. But God said, put a mark on those that I know that's crying out for me. Put a mark on those that I know that is really, truly have a heart for me put a mark on those that I know that their heart is after me but those that are still rebellious those that still ain't hearing me after I done came in so many ways I done came in so many dimensions to let them know I am the true living God but they still doing what they want to do they're not listening to me they're a rebellious house and i have said it over and over again they are they the idolatry in the temple even by the elders even by those that call themselves men and women of god those that say oh i love god those that is defiling my temple not just the brick and mortar but my body the body i'm in them the spirit of god is in them they're doing all types of things with their bodies not just the sin that we all say, okay, sleeping around, fornication, adultery, hormones, all that. Yes, all of that is not good. But look else, what we doing to our bodies. We're we're cutting up our bodies. We're we're adding to our bodies. I'm, I'm not. I am not. I am not. I am not here to, to 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 judge you, but I am here as a servant of God, as a prophet of God, to warn you. Before B.C., I say before Christ, I didn't understand about the marking of the body. I didn't understand about that. So in my younger year, yeah, we we would go and get tattoos. We thought, oh, that was cool. We thought that, oh, that was the thing. But now that I know that I know that the Holy Spirit lives in me, only because the Holy Spirit is in me. And I got to make sure that I'm representing him in the right manner. Not saying that I'm better than anybody. It's just that the the, the the love and the reverence that I have for him. And I know that I may be the only representation that may ever let people see Jesus in me. I got to make sure that I am not doing these same things in the world now that I know better. It's something that I can't take away. It's there. But it's a testimony in my life. It's a testimony to those that may be dealing with that thing. I didn't go get it removed. It's not that I didn't want to. Back then, when I knew that you can, come on. It's there. It's money to do it. That's not what the Spirit of God told me to go do. But at most of my time, I, it's covered. But it's not like I'm hiding anything because I'm going to testify about it, even if you see it or don't. And I said, oh, I even thought it was cool. Oh, my children, I love them. It ain't nothing wrong with putting um, their name on me. Ah." First of all, they don't belong to me. They belong to God. They're just born to me. I'm just here to do what God called me to do as their mother here in earth. So they're not even mine. So even me tattooing them on me for what? Because of ignorance. Being ignorant to certain things. And you know, my granddaddy got, the, got a beautiful nose. When you look at our family, the Jacobs, you can say we all like resemble my granddad. But back then, I used to feel like, oh, I got a big nose. But now I love my nose because it represents who I am. Amen. And it fits my face. So I'm not going to de- downsize my nose. Now, if somebody else do that, that's them. But I'm talking about because I know who I am. I know who I'm created to be. Thank God I love, okay? I know if I want my body to be a certain way, I have to what? take care of my body because I can go add to my body. But guess what? If I don't take care of my body, no matter what I add it, It's still going to look raggedy. We don't have to add to our body. We just take care of our body. We take care of what we have. We can tone up and look nice. We ain't got to tone up to go out and pay for more um, buttocks, more breasts. For what? Something that's only lasting what? 5, 10, 20 minutes of enjoyment? But then you can damage and scar your body for a lifetime? Be happy on who you are. I know when you say, well, Pastor, that's so easy for you to say, because look at you. You look nice. No. It takes work. I have to take care of my body. One of the things I hated the most, even though we know it's true in living water. I didn't like water. Ah. But you say that Holy Spirit. Yeah, that Holy Spirit, but the water it was just something that. You know, it was hard for me to keep drinking because I feel like the more water I drink, the more I felt like, hey, I was not I w- I was hungry. I get hungry. And then there's more I eat. But it was psychologically in my mind. It didn't exist. So now I say the more water that I'm drinking, I always think like, oh, it's making me pure. It's making me right. So that's the thoughts I got in my mind. So it makes me drink more. But I didn't just go straight into drinking more. I started adding my vitamin D to it. They have just a little taste before just not, just no taste. Come on now, there's process. I even started with carbonated water. Can I be real? I'm just saying before I got to the natural spring water. So everything is a process. But we should not change who we are just to please somebody else, just to look a certain way, be grateful and faithful for who you are. And this is what, what was going on. They was worshiping other gods. They was worshiping fertility gods, fertility gods. They telling everybody else, oh, just wait on God. God gonna make sure that the fruit of your womb gonna go 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 gonna come forth. But they were in the back room worshiping other fertile gods, calling on other gods, maybe even for you. So that they can remain a prophet in your eyes. Oh, they don't prophesy it to you. They don't say it to you. This is where, come on now. nation come in at, eh? Which is not of God. They're prophesying these things to you. You think that it's God. and they're going back in the room praying for you. you think, thinking, oh, they're praying for me. No, they're calling on their other gods. And it's not the true of living God. Because there was not even God in the first place who told them that. Something called World Wide Web. You can Google anything today and find out anything you need to know. Nowadays people Google and everything about the Word of God, they come to you with a man or woman of God and say, that's not God. Because Google said, ah, Google, no, what the Bible, what do the Bible say? You need to get your facts from the Bible. The word of God. Not Google. Yes, you get some things off of of the internet. But the word of God is true. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So at the end of the day, they're worshiping these other gods, y'all. We worship other gods when we're changing our bodies. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, now when you see the, the older men, they're they're dyeing their hair with this black. And then they're getting their hair cut like nice haircut. The haircut is nice. Nothing wrong with that. But they're dying their hair black so that you can't see the gray. So it looks so superb and nice and natural. And then that's their preference, and that's what they want. But one thing I've learned is that guess what? I'm not dying my hair no more. I got gray hair, and guess what? It's beautiful. And I'm going to let it just go. Because guess what? That's what God gave me. At first, I was dying my like hair black, black, dying it. Didn't want to see the gray. And God, he, he, he's so funny. Because no, more, the more I dye white and black is gray, but you can't mix a blue and you can mix a blue and red again. get violet. velvet 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 excuse me velvet but if you mix a a blue and orange what would you get a blue or orangey orange bluish But I believe you can mix, what, a yellow and blue and get green. Gotta take back to the wheel, the primary wheel, color wheel, right? We know that in doing hair. Being a licensed cosmetology for over 30-some years, that was one of the things you had to learn. You had to know the color wheel. Because people come in to get their hair dyed. We know the follicles and the and the pigment of the hair. Yeah, It could be resistance. That's why we use peroxide to really push in that the that, that color. Amen. So God knows how to do things. But they was worshiping other gods. Hallelujah. They were worshiping other gods. But at the end of the day, the glory of Jehovah continues to be. Amen. Was in chapter 1. But then it lifted out. Amen. He comes off his throne. Amen. Because now the judgments have been coming forth because of the rebellious people so jehovah calls the one man who had the writers coin by his side and instruct him to go throughout the city and he says set a mark upon the forehead of the men that sign and cry over all abominations that are done in the midst thereof. these individuals will be spared are you going to be spared when jesus comes? are you going to be spared when he come back Many of us were spared when COVID-19 hit. Come on now. And I'm not saying those that lost their life was all those that was not, that was, that's not. But some of us was. But most of us were spared. And people were scared. Nobody wanted to die. Nobody wanted to die. You listen when they say it don't come out. You listen when they say don't go to work out of fact. You listen so well when they say don't go to work when it was time for you to go back to work. Nobody is going to work, matter of fact. They can't even get nobody to work today. But everybody keeps saying, Oh, I need a job. They ain't giving out jobs. The devil is a liar. Jobs is everywhere. But we're so set in our ways, we don't want to work. We don't want to work. We don't even want God. We don't want to worship God, we don't want to praise God, and we don't want to obey God. So let me help you, men and women of God, they're not referencing God, they're not obeying God, they're rebelling against God, please, I'm helping you, because the Lord told me to tell you, that's why they don't respect you, because they don't respect God, they don't even reference him. They only reverence him and want him when they need something. And he said, right now, even today, we are a rebellious house. That's why you see the wars, the violence, the hurricanes, the storms, everything that's hitting our nations, our countries, because of what? Us rebelling against God. We're living the times. That the word Ezekiel is today. We're living this today. The same children of Israel, who we are, we're living like them. When God restored the temple and gave them second chance, how you think we're here? But we still rebelling against God. We're still rebelling against God. That's not an easy message. Some going to flip through it. Some going to ignore it. Some going to judge it, but that's okay. Because I have to say what God is telling me to say. And that's the problem with the men and women of God today. We don't say what God wants us to say because we are afraid people are going to leave the building. People are no longer going to give money. People no longer going to call our name. People no longer is going to worship us. First of all, it's not our name. Second of all, they don't need to worship us. Third of all, it's not about the brick and mortar, but it's about the truth. We must give them the truth. A deliverance house, a house of prayer, you won't see many sitting in it. Because they don't want truth, apostle. They don't want a true healing. They want the noise. Nice praise, which God is praising here. Nice worship. But the thing is, God is not there. It's just noise. They're just loud. They're prophesying other gods. The music is just loud. The drums is loud. Everything is loud. People are dancing. People are, hey, but they're living the same. Every week you see the same people at the altar. Pray for me, pray for me. Lay hands on me, lay hands on me. But when Sunday morning or Thursday um, evening or whatever the day the Lord sends you to come and receive his word, you're not here. But you show up when the problem comes. You show up when you need something. You show up when you're moving. You, You show up when you're not moving. But soon when you get people what they think they're coming for, you don't see them no more. You got to go to the end. You got to go even when nobody show up. You got to go even when nobody cheer you on. You got to go even when times are tough. You got to still move forward. You can't just sit down and wait on people. You got to put your trust in God. You got to know it's God that sent you. It's God that's leading you. It's God that's with you. You can't give up. I don't care who came up against you. I don't care who tried to destroy you. I don't care who tried to speak against you. God sent you. God wouldn't send you from afar to come and bring you and to put you to shame when you're sent by God. It's a difference. You're going to go through that because God wants to see how strong are you. Y'all going to want to see, are you going to be like Elijah that just went up and just sat under the tree and just was giving up until one day, one day, a dirty ravens, they came and the Lord spoke to him and told him, get up. Don't let this prophet and this, this Jezebel put fear in you. I don't care how many prophets they got. I'm one that I am. The true and living God. They all can come. But I always win. So don't sit down on God. Don't say well I'm just waiting to hear from God. No. You got to keep running. You got to keep coming. You got to keep moving. God don't bring us afar. For nothing. It's something called life. Leap in faith experience. That's what life is about. We got to leap. What are we willing to sacrifice? Do you know what men and women are sacrificing just to preach the gospel? Do you know what men and women of God are sacrificing just to stay sane? Just to stay with the hope and then to know that God is with them? Do you know the pain, the misery that they go through? But you may never see it because they always feed the poor. They always Helping those that are in And this ain't just the poor that we may see on the street. But a lot of us is poor. Even those that got money. You poor in spirit. You poor in love. You poor in forgiveness. You poor in obedience. Come on now. You poor in your sacrifice. So poor is just not a look or heaven without. But it's our characters who we are. That's why the Bible says to feed the poor. He didn't say somebody that don't have a house. The homeless or this or that. The poor can be poor in spirit. Some of us is poor in spirit right now because we don't know, because some have an empty house. And so we say, Lord, we have done all we're supposed to do. We're feeding your sheep. We're doing this, we're doing that. God says, it's not about that. Because many that are listening afar. Are when you go out in the pathways and you go in the highways and you see me and you and you're doing. Jesus was not in the brick and mortal. He came in the brick and mortal just sometimes to set the Pharisees and Sadducees straight. And he didn't even come to set them straight. He was coming in there just to give some word and it was always following him. Just trying to see how they could trap him. But he was out. In a multitude. He was out in the field. He was out, I say, the byways and highways. He was feeding those two fish, five loaves. He was feeding them with the word. He was feeding them with hope. He was feeding them with joy. The same ones that said, crucify him. The same ones that did not. is they- probably leave He had to be on the cross On purpose So that we can walk in our purpose It's all about purpose What we're going through Is on purpose It's on purpose y'all We gotta go through what we're going through Because we're on purpose Meaning we're on time We're in our right vein we right there we at our brick It's about to explode Don't give up. Don't give out. Don't stop now. Keep pushing. You're not coming too far. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. You might be in the middle. In that middle, my God, my God, it is a place where nobody wants to be because you don't know where you are. All you see is a little light at the end of the tunnel. But that song said, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. So in your middle, let the light shine. In your middle, don't give up. In your middle, keep moving. In your middle, keep pressing. In your middle, keep going through. Because you're at the end of your break. you at the end of the tunnel. all you got to do is just bust through that. Because the light is on the other side. And it's going to be glorious. It's going to be worth the middle. It's going to be worth the beginning. Because the beginning sometimes seems glorious. But when you get in that middle, everybody leave you. Everybody talk about everybody. What you don't do, what you don't. Hey, but that end, my God, you got to get to the end. Because that end really going to show your strength. It's going to show you persevering through. That end going to show you being that trailblazer, that forerunner for Jesus. Because you didn't get to that end because of you. You almost died in the middle. People don't know what it takes for you to get out. People don't know what it takes for you just to be you. But you know, don't give up, y'all. Don't give out. And God bless everybody. I thank you for joining us. Sore International Outreach Network. I'm Lady Apostle. God bless you. And those out there, anybody out there that know Christ but have not accepted him as their Lord and Savior, I come before you on this morning and I say you can go ahead and accept him right now by confessing with your mouth, believing in your heart that he is your Lord and Savior, that he died for you and for him to forgive you of all your sins, knowingly, unknowingly. Accept him in your heart right now. And I'm telling you the Spirit of God will come. And the Holy Spirit will come. And all you have to do is receive him, and divinely he will connect you, hallelujah, in ministry and the things that you're called to do. And I pray that God sends divine connections, divine relationships, those that will help you and counterpoint you into your purpose and your destiny, but that he will lead you to the word of God, to his true and living word, that even when you open up the Bible, the word of God will come into your heart and that you will have an understanding. He will give you wisdom, knowledge, and revelation of his word. And I pray that god touch your heart right now change your heart take out every stony and hard heart right now renew your mind in the mighty name of jesus hallelujah and thank god for him saving you on today receive his spirit by the holy spirit being endowed in you to be able to trip over every scorpion every devil Hallelujah! We're trying to rise up. It's not going to be easy, though. Now that you have stepped over to the other side, the enemy—he's mad. But guess what? We are more than conquerors, and we have authority and power. All he has is power. He has no authority. He needs your authority. So today, declare, decree, and declare who you are today. And just ask the Lord God to help you along the way and get uh, connected divinely to those that God is calling you to, to to connect with. That can pray with you. That can help you. And that stay in your word. Study the word for yourself. Study, 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 study. I'm talking about study like never before. Study day and night. Meditate on the word of God like never before. Eat it like bread. Eat it like you eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Eat it like you eat some chicken. Eat it like you eat whatever you eat. Hallelujah. Eat the word of God even more. Glory to God so that you can be filled with God. Hallelujah. Because when you're filled with God's word, amen, your faith is increased. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing the word of God. Your hearing is you. Reading and studying and putting it into your spirit and your belly, and your mind, your spirit, your soul. My God, my God, put more of the word of God in you than just listening to TV or music. Take out all those things that is not like God so that God can come and speak to you and help you get to where you need to be. Because guess what, y'all? Time is short. Glory to God. You ain't promised today and you're not promised tomorrow. So you got to get it right today. Do not be like those that was not spared. Hallelujah. Because God, all of those that did not have a mark on their forehead, make sure you get the mark, hallelujah, of Jesus Christ, amen, so that when he sinned, whoever he he sinned and sinned them, you would not be smite because of judgment, glory to God. I pray that you hear this word, that this word fall on good ground in the mighty name of Jesus, bless every family bless our nation bless our city bless our government bless our children bless our 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 schools hallelujah bless everyone oh god in the name of jesus we thank everybody for joining us soar international outreach network god bless you god is willing we'll be back here on thursday our biblical study 6 32 7 30 amen we're going back to the book of ezekiel chapter 10 because we're going to keep on moving because we want to get through the book of ezekiel for the chapter for the month of october living amen those also please join us on our podcast you can also join us on zoom zoom id 788 passcode 1115 you can always send in your tithes and offering money sign apostle robert stokes or ZO 513-615-4514 or you can always go to our website soar org and pay on our online hallelujah donation button god bless you and know that you're sowing into good ground and may god bless everybody that has sown into this ministry may more blessings come upon you we thank you in jesus name and again Please, on Monday 7 p.m., pray for your ministry, for your pastors, for your families, 7 p.m. to 8 o'clock, wherever you are. Just begin to pray as we touch and agree in the spirit, wherever you are, amen, in your rightful places. Continue to pray, amen, in Jesus' name. God bless you, and we are open food pantry. If you ever need food, you can call 513-494-6678. We're open, so make sure you call us for an appointment if you need food. We're located at 1115 Hicks Boulevard, Suite 5, Fairfield, Ohio, 45014. May God bless you. You have a blessed Sunday. In Jesus' name, thank you for joining SOAR International Outreach Network. Lady Apostle, God bless you. In Jesus' name.